Hi, this is Dr. Jeff McCombs. Thank you for joining me today for Candida Diet Tips, Recipes, and Insights for Greater Health and Vitality in Your Life. Uh, Glad to be back again today. This is our second flash briefing. And to start off, we had a question from one of our listeners, Kathy. Kathy asked, what is a valid test to know if I have Candida? This is a great question and something that I've written about many, many times. There are three typical ways to test for candida. They are blood test, stool test, and urine test. Each one of these has their pros and cons, so we'll just quickly go over these. The blood test is considered the least sensitive and also it is the least expensive. Tests usually run around $200, maybe a little less. Um, Fungal candida, however, spends very little time in the bloodstream due to the high number of immune cells that are present in the bloodstream. So it gets uh, from the intestinal tract into the bloodstream as fast as possible and into the tissues, which may limit the body's ability to mount some type of immune response, which would be the production of antibodies, as many more people know about today. And the antibodies uh, are basically part of the immune response that tags whatever foreign invader is there so that next time it is exposed to it, the body mounts a stronger and quicker immune response. Uh, So they look at IgG, IgA, IgM. These are some of the antibodies. But uh, again, the blood tends to be the least sensitive, although that is debatable. And then, but it is also the least expensive, but you have to like getting poked in the arm. Uh, Next is the stool test, which is considered to be the most sensitive test for candida. And I would question that. It is also the most expensive, around five to six hundred dollars. But I don't really see it as uh, a good test uh, simply because uh, the fungal form of candida is really the problematic form that affects body, drives all the inflammation, connects to over 125 different conditions. Um, But that's not what they're testing for. They look at the yeast form, which is the normal form that should be present. But they're just looking to see if there are very high numbers, and these high numbers are then used as an indication of positive or negative as to whether or not someone had would likely have a fungal infection. But that's not uh, necessarily true. So I don't see it as the most sensitive. However, um, since I've been doing this for over three decades, I can tell you so many times that that test comes back negative. But the one thing that will show up is that they test for lactobacillus and the ability to culture lactobacillus bacteria. And once bacteria wipes out all the bacteria in the gut within five to seven, uh, sorry, antibiotics wipe out all the bacteria in the gut within five to seven days, uh, then candida has free reign to grow. And once it really establishes itself, it inhibits or prevents the lactobacillus from growing back. So if you do a stool test and candida is present, you're not going to be able to culture lactobacillus. And that's what you will see in those tests. However, if you're, you know, it's, it just isn't really what lines up in terms of the test. Uh, most expensive, most sensitive, maybe, maybe not. I think most sensitive for lactobacillus, obviously, but that's sort of an indirect measure. The uh, third test is the urine test. Uh, this is done by uh, Great Plains Labs, stool test by Genova Labs and some others. Blood test is any testing lab, really, uh, that draws blood. Um, but the urine test, they look for byproducts, uh, metabolites of the fungal cells. So, but these could also be yeast cells. So there might produce, uh, one of the markers is arabinose, a type of sugar. 
So if that's high in the urine, that's a positive indication of candida. Tartaric acid, another indicator. They have several indicators on there, but the rabinose is really the strongest one. Um, but I like to test because they test for other substances, some of the nutrients. Um, they look at some of the other pro-inflammatory markers, and they also really help to identify the neurotransmitter. So it's, it's very useful in a lot of other ways. And if you had to spend the money, I'd go for the urine test because it sits in between the stool test and the blood test, maybe around uh, $360, something like that. Um, but that being said, since the blood is testing for the blood, the stool is testing the stool, which is the intestinal tract, and the urine is really a marker for the urinary tract, um, although it's saying that these markers pass from the tissues into the blood and lymph and then into the urine, um, these are not really positive tests for candida in the tissues. So you have to consider that. So given that these are different tissues you're sampling um, and with their limitations, you would probably want to do two or three tests because that would give you a better diagnostic picture. You'd be able to see more clearly, is it there? Because maybe it's in one tissue, it's not showing up in another. And then you'd want to do these tests before and after. So you can see the expense really gets to be quite high. I always encourage people to forego the testing because if you look at the over 78,000 papers in PubMed, uh, the National Institute of Health Library of Medicine, you'll see antibiotics listed time and time and time and time again, probably about 78,000 times as being a main driver of candida. So anybody who has had antibiotics um, is more than likely going to have candida. And once it sets up in the body, it's something that can really establish itself for the rest of your life. So you can spend the money or you can go by the science, which is what I follow. Um, I always encourage people to forego the testing, spend money on really good food, buy yourself a portable sauna for the home, get a permanent stationary sauna. There are better ways to spend the money. Um, you know, so that's the way to go with testing. And one last thing is there is a test out there called the spit test for candida. This is not valid in any way in that it does not specifically test for candida. What you're looking at, um, the way the test is done, the first thing in the morning, you're supposed to take a glass of water and spit into the glass of water and see if the mucus strands sink in the water. Well, that's problematic because when we wake up, we're dehydrated. So the mucus in the body is thicker to begin with. Also, if you have uh, any type of allergy, you're going to have thicker mucus. If you have a viral infection, a bacterial infection, parasites, yeast, fungus, the mucus can be thicker. So this is not something that only identifies candida. It can identify many things. And most likely, everybody's going to test positive on this test. But since I really think most people have candida, maybe it's not a bad thing, but it's just not really a, a legitimate test for candida. Um, so that's the insight tip for candida today and the recipe for today. And I am the easy recipe guy because I never have really spent much time creating recipes. All the recipes that we have, we have over 150 recipes in the Everything Candida Diet Book, which you can get on Amazon. You can get it on our website. Um, so for those of you who like recipes, like the variety, you can go that way. But uh, I like things simple, and so one of the things I would always make, and I've done this diet uh, 21 times now, not because I have candida, but because it's really a way to optimize the health of the body and the gut. But um, I make a big pot of brown rice, 
with some type of protein, could be beef, chicken, um, and organic vegetables. I usually get the frozen organic veggies and um, mix that all up, heat it all up, cook it, add uh, extra virgin olive oil, Bragg's liquid amino acids, uh, salt, pepper, other seasonings, and that's just something I can grab and heat up very easily. And along that line, I also will do, I'll bake uh, sweet potatoes or yams. I'll do six or seven or eight of those, and it's something I can go and grab. I'll eat that cold or hot. Um, that's just a great little snack. Um, but that's the easy, my easy way to always doing a candida diet. I hope you've enjoyed this flash briefing, and be sure to subscribe for future briefings and help spread the word about candida diet tips, recipes, and insights. We will be posting show notes on our website at candidaplan.com, C-A-N-D-I-D-A-P-L-A-N.com, as soon as I can get them up, and hopefully that's within a few days. And we'll also post replays of these flash briefings. If you have any questions, please let us know, and we'll try to answer those in one of our upcoming flash briefings, as we've done today, or get back to you personally. You can email us at support at candidaplan.com, or call us at 8. 8- You can also find us on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud with our Candida Chronicles podcast, on Facebook at Dr. McCombs Candida Plan, as well as on our YouTube channel. And uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram, everywhere. Thank you again for taking the time to listen in and have a great day.